Are you ready to take your real estate investing business to the next level? Well, you're in the right place. This is the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. With your mentors, Wayne and Gabby. Good morning and welcome to the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Today is Tuesday, May 10th, and today in the Edmonton region, we are going to have a high of eight degrees, possibly a little bit of rain. Good morning, everybody. It's time to get the fuck out of bed. Yeah, that one was loud this morning. Why was that so loud? It's always loud. It's always loud? It's always that loud? Yeah. Maybe my um my uh my my headphones are a little bit louder today than usual. Uh good morning, everybody. <laughs> Um, we are broadcasting live on the Podbean app as we do every morning live real estate investing morning show. Uh, if you want to join in, download the Podbean app, subscribe to the real estate investing morning show, and you can join in live. Uh, you can, <laughs> you can join the, the live chat here as I'm reading the comments here, everybody joining in and as well, you can click the call in button, ask any questions that you want about real estate investing, free coaching every morning. Yeah. Easy. So easy. Uh, what is everybody doing today? I'm curious, all of our live listeners, what are you guys up to? What are you working on? What's, uh, what's also, what's, what's troubling you this morning? (laughs) (laughs) What's troubling you today? Yeah. Well, this is, we are solution providers, right? That's, that's what we do. We, uh, we're here to help. Um, not just to talk about our lives, but, uh, to talk about my day yesterday, just for a quick moment. Yesterday morning sucked. <laughs> I gave you lots of warning and told you that you should arrange for a co-host on Monday morning. And you decided not to. Ugh. Started off all wrong. Like <laughs> I, I got up early enough, tried to order, uh, tried to Uber a Starbucks <laughs> to the hotel room. And like Starbucks didn't open until 530. I'm like, that's fine. That's plenty of time to get it. So as soon as 531, I, I ordered it. And then you know, when did says, I get there? It says it's going to deliver at 610. I'm like, fuck. And I'm like, that's not going to work. And so I'm like, I'm waiting downstairs in the lobby waiting. I'm like, I'm messaging the guy trying to tell him, hey, I've got something going on at six o'clock. I just really need it at six o'clock. And he ended up getting there at 6.04. And then I'm, oh. like, I'm frantically hitting the elevator button, just trying to get back <laughs> to the room, like tear open the Starbucks bag. I got my coffee. <laughs> and like, you, you know, like our hotel room was the farthest hotel room in the whole hotel. Yeah, it was on the top, top floor, which there was only four floors, but it was the last room at the end of the hall. There was two hotels. It was the opposite hotel. Yeah. At the last room end of the hotel, top floor. Yeah. So it was like the farthest it could possibly be. So I sat down and like quickly tried to figure it out. And like, I I learned now that like the intro music didn't play. (laughs) And like, I was like, it's kind of like when you walk up, you know, you walk up the stairs and down the stairs a couple of times. And then it's like, you're trying to have a conversation. You're just like out of breath. Yeah. Okay. Normally I don't talk after doing this, you know, right away. So it was like, I was kind of out of breath, trying to catch my breath, wanted to enjoy my coffee. And I couldn't because I realized I never drink my coffee. Uh, until you're talking. I wait until you're talking until I take my sip of coffee. Oh, so there's no, there's no opportunities. There's no room to have coffee. So <laughs> it was like, I'm kind of breath, and I'm like, I'm, I had to stop talking. 
and suck up coffee and there's no time to breathe in between. Yeah. And then you go right back to talking and it was, it just felt like I was trying to catch my breath for yeah. a whole hour. Yeah. We have Anyways. to wait until the other person's talking to have our coffee. That's right. And then anytime I did, it was like, it was the weirdest, most long awkward, pause. long <laughs> pause, which, um, have I told you how much I appreciate you? I lately? appreciate you as well. It's nice. There's when I stop talking, someone else talks. Oh, it's perfect. See, see that? <laughs> see, there's no void. It's, it's, there is sometimes you sometimes have many voids, but that's okay. Yeah. Okay. How's the, uh, how's the comment section looking this morning? Oh, you know, lots of good mornings. Uh, Chris sent you a virtual coffee on the Podbean app. <laughs> so did Elroy. Oh, yeah. So did Elroy. I'm just scrolling up here. <laughs> <laughs> lots of good mornings. Good morning, everyone. Mm-hmm. It is a good morning, isn't it? I was, um, I was, uh, I guess, kind of on a, on vacay mode yesterday a little bit. Although as soon as we got back into Edmonton, we did. Um, we didn't hit, waste any time we, to go back to business. Yeah, we hit the hit the flip trail hard. We had to, um, well, we didn't have to, but we decided to pick up some last remaining little supplies for uh, Loyola so that they could keep moving. I didn't want them to have to leave to pick up. Um, gosh, what did I pick up? Handles, a doorbell, uh, bifold knobs, uh, a couple smoke detectors, just like those little things that it's like, oh, okay, these are literally the last things. So, um, yeah, picked those up, went up to St. Albert, uh, dropped them off, figured out where the bathroom hardware, the towel racks and toilet paper holders where I wanted those mounted. Mm-hmm. Um, he templated those out while I was there. And, um, yeah, then we went and, um, checked out Greenview. So the, the other St. Albert property that we just picked up last week. Yeah. And uh, what else? What else did we do? Oh, that took a long time because we well it seemed like it because we hit the road from Calgary and then drove straight all the way up to St. Albert. So it was longer than just stopping in Leduc. And and we've been on the road all day. Yeah. So from Calgary all the way to St. Albert and then yeah. to Home Depot and then back to St. Oh yeah, back to Home Depot again because I bought th- I bought the wrong. Hey, have you guys um. Have you guys heard of this fun little device? A ball catcher? <laughs> I don't know why you find this so funny. Because <laughs> it is. Um, yeah, I had to buy a couple of ball catchers. <laughs> Gabby was learning all about um, fake door handles yesterday. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we have some, um, I guess, French door style doors in the um, basement of Loyola and yeah I was like what kind of handles do we need because those were the two handles that I didn't buy because I didn't know what we needed so had to uh, figure that out and then yeah realized we needed some ball catchers for the top of the doors and Mm -hmm. yeah that was fun yeah Um, so that's looking like it's hopefully a week away from being done oh it's, it's so hard and I was I was trying to corner a contractor and be like, "How long? Like, I got to book the cleaner." And I said, uh, "We got a we got a we got a spot open for next Friday, not this Friday, next Friday." So, can for I know cleaners. this for the cleaners? They can get in next Friday. Can we do that? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. sure, sure, sure. That's no problem. That should be done by then. I go, okay, perfect. And he goes, should be. <laughs> he goes, Worst case scenario, we'll still be like dapping and and all the seams on the on the baseboards. And I'm like, no, 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 like. No one's coming in. 
Yeah, after. I was like, you can't use the sinks, you can't use the toilet. Like when We're you're out, everything. like I need you to be out, and then the cleaners are coming in. He's like, oh, hmm, oh yeah, it might okay. be a couple of days, and I'm like, okay, so what day? <laughs> oh yeah, we should be done by that. I'm like, no, <laughs> no, you got to tell me, you got to tell me exactly what it is. It's so hard though, like I, this I last stuff. Me. Yeah, it's really hard to to nail down exactly how long it's going to take because all the baseboards are nailed down. Yes. Um. All the doors are just being finished. Um, exterior doors have been painted. Yeah. All the hardware is in except for like a little bit of the ba- bathroom hardware. Yeah. Um, shower doors should be installed next week. Kitchen lights need to go in. Kitchen lights need to go in. <gasps> Johnny Five. Make a note of Johnny Five. I got to follow up with Johnny Five. <laughs> Johnny, are you listening? Where's Johnny? Is he here? If he's snoozing, he is snoozing. Wow. He's, he's busy. Mm-hmm. He he's busy. Good. He's doing his own renovation right now, but no excuse. <laughs> and when you sleep in, we get to make fun of you. <clears throat> um, I don't think there's anything to make fun of him about. <laughs> he slept in. Okay. It's a fair game. Um, there's that one little piece of trim below the, yeah. the handrail. We got to get that resolved. Yeah. Um, otherwise that's it. There's just a little bit of like uh, a couple spots and oh, there's a little bit of repainting a couple spots. Like it, it could be two days. It could be two weeks. It's so weird. It's so hard to figure out at, at this point. It's very frustrating. Yeah. Um, because you want to, you want to have a day that you know, that's going to be done because you need to book the cleaners in advance. You need to book the furnace cleaning. You need to book the photographer. You need to let your realtor know it's going to be up on the market. But mm-hmm. yeah, it is what it is. But um, so that's going on with that one. And then our other fix and flip uh, is is just getting started. Demo was last week. Yeah, a little um, bit of demo left. A little bit of demo left. Um, and then uh, right into that project. And uh, yeah, so there's lots, lots going on with fix and flip. I mean, um, that was, you know what? Um, Gab, you had to leave. So we were at, oh, there's Johnny. Did he? <laughs> ears were ringing. Johnny, did you hear us talking about you? <laughs> wow. I wonder if somebody texted him. Got on the oh, podcast we so were literally just talking about you. We were shitting on you because you weren't here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be calling you afterwards. I got to talk to you about that handrail at Loyola. We got to get that trim at the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> That's too funny. I, I glanced over and I see Johnny has entered the studio. Uh, <laughs> um, okay, cool. So what was I saying? Um, oh, I yeah, you had to you had to leave. Oh, Rapid Cash, Charlie. Um, so we were at the Rapid Cash um, workshop this past weekend. Gabby left halfway through the second day because it was Mother's Day, and um, my mother in law, her mom, uh, came in with uh, with our daughter, and they went out and did a, a ladies' day. Yeah. Uh, which is very nice, but uh, you left right before agreement for sales flips. I know wholesale. that was my day. That was my day. And that's, it's, <laughs> it's so sad because that's Gabby's. That's yeah. Gabby's forte. That's, like that's my jam. That's her jam. Yeah, I know how to. I know how to fill out all the paperwork. Normally, I'm I'm helping a lot of people fill out all those um, AFS uh, exercises and stuff because I'm like the paperwork master. And uh, yeah, fix and flips. 
that's my jam. <laughs> yeah. So you can imagine how embarrassed I was to be on stage and be helping people and like, I don't know how to throw this <laughs> stuff out and being asked questions that I really didn't know the answer to, but that's, that's what makes us a great team. Yeah, definitely. Um, but uh, yeah, and we were looking at the schedule at like when everything like even even just if like fix and flip was in the morning and I could have caught that, that would have been awesome. But yeah, yeah. Oh, well, but normally at those events, normally at those events. Oh, sorry, I was just reading a comment. Uh, fix and flip and assignments are kind of like brushed off they're like they're very fast because everybody wants to know about rent to own an agreement for sale those are the two the two big ones that everybody wants to know about because there's there's not many courses out there that teach it so i feel like when people get an opportunity to come to the event that's the one that they want to know about because they always heard about joint ventures they always heard about wholesaling and assignments from some other you know little five dollar webinar fix and flips though was it a hot topic? It was a very hot topic for the first time in 10 years I've seen it. Mm-hmm. First time in 10 years. And I've probably seen. assignments as well. That's a big, t- yeah, very, was it? Like, mm-hmm. way, like, yeah, we went way over on time because um, they spent a lot more time asking questions about that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I can't really say for certain why. Um, I don't think this market has changed anything. I think that there's a lot more people fi- doing fix and flips now mm-hmm. and a lot more people getting the assurance that it is something that can be done. Mm-hmm. Um, very good questions. Um, well, I also think like with assignments that um, because of the recent um, the recent market going up that there's been so much talk about needing to utilize wholesalers to find, to actually be able to get something under mm-hmm. contract. So that could be... Um, a reason as well why assignments were a hot topic. I've said for years that there's not enough wholesalers in our market. Yeah. There's not enough. Yeah. A lot of people, they take the $5 webinar or seminar and they think, you know, oh, I'm just going to lock up properties and sell it for $20,000. And they realize you know, it's hard. <laughs> and they realize it's hard and they quit after a couple of weeks. Yeah. Because um, it's really hard to walk into, um, I don't want to say an industry, but a strategy and, and try it out and then be told to fuck off a thousand times. Mm-hmm. There's a certain type of person that a certain type of resilience that is required um, and grits in order to, to get through a thousand no's to get a yes. Yeah. Um, I've even some, I've seen some wholesalers in our market that, you know, will make 50,000 or, you know, $75,000 in a year, but like they'll quit afterwards after their first year. I'm like, Dude, like you just got through it. You're successful now. Next year, you're going to be making 200000 Yeah. And like, I just don't want to do it anymore. Even though, you know, which is very good for a first year. Yes. Right? To do five or seven deals in your first year is very good. However, it takes a certain person to be able to, to stand that, to mm-hmm. stick with it. Um. I've always looked at wholesaling and assignments and, and saw it as like, you know what? Someone just needs to get through it for a year just to do five to 10 deals yeah, and then build the business around it. It needs to be a business. It cannot be. It's not sustainable. It is not sustainable to be a wholesaler full-time for the next 10 years. Okay. What you want to do, you don't want to be a wholesaler. You want to create a wholesaling business. Okay. That means get really good at 
your marketing, build an amazing funnel, build an amazing buyers list, and then bring in new wholesalers and teach them how to do it and have them work for you to do all the, 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 the crappy work essentially, right? Yeah. You want them to go out and door knock. You want them to put the flyers out. You want them to, to stick up the bandit signs. You want them to answer the phone and, and, and screen the calls. And at the end of the day, you're the one that comes in as the closer and you're the one that has the network to sell those deals Mm-hmm. to other investors, yeah. which is very difficult for a wholesaler in the beginning. They don't have the network. Yeah, They come in, they just want to make some quick cash. They lock up a good deal and they have no one to sell it to. Yeah, Wholesaling businesses are underutilized. Yeah, But nobody gets far enough through the process in order to get to it. Yeah, Right? They try a couple times, they make a couple wholesale fees and they're like, this, this sucks. Why would I ever want to do this? Well, exactly. It's not not something you want to do for the rest of your life i see a comment here um and the only reason i see it is because it says fuck off in it i was um, just gonna say it's a, it's a really great comment Kristen says we will be immune to the f offs if we continue to hear if we get to continue hearing it's time to get the f out of bed every morning it makes my morning <laughs> <laughs> kirsten you you would not believe how many people this past weekend said oh and wayne by the way just keep swearing yeah, I heard somebody tell you, I love the swearing. I don't know what Gabby, I'm just like, damn it, damn you. Yeah. I know that there's some little ears listening and that's what I care about. I know, and I'm sorry I offend a few, but I inspire many, <laughs> right? And as well, uh, I had a few people tell me as, also that they've been listening for years and the change in the, what's the, what's the word? I don't know the tone, the, um, the podcast is, I think the style, the style, the podcast has changed dramatically from the old format to the real estate investor dad with the interviews to the morning show. And they like this much more because of the fact that I'm being real, I'm being myself. Yeah. I was meeting people and I meet people on a regular basis. They're like, I know you, even though we've never met before, it's really cool to meet you in person, see you Mm -hmm. in person. But like, I know you. Yeah. And I like that. I want people to know that we are real people and you can do it too. Yeah. Um, and it makes it so much easier when I can just turn the microphone on and just talk. Same yeah. with you, right? And not be worried about what people are going to think. Yeah. Right? That's... Yeah. And just hearing over and over and over again over the weekend about how um, relatable it is because we are just having conversations as well. Mm. Yeah. The moment I sat down at the first table on uh, Saturday morning for breakfast, um with a table of people that I didn't know. Mm-hmm. Um, they, the, the one said, oh, yeah, I listened to your, your Gabby. I listened to your podcast. I was like, okay, nice to meet you. And then, they said, yeah, me too. I'm so-and-so, nice to meet you. Yeah. It's like, okay. He's, and then the one said, you know what I love so much about your podcast? And I'm like, what? And he's like, Wayne is just no bullshit. That's what I love. I've been trying to hire guys like that for, you know, decades and yeah. and there there's Wayne he's just no bullshit and I love that I love your guys's podcast <laughs> see if you remember Gabby years ago that's exactly what I was looking for yes that's exact I was struggling because I was trying to find a no bullshit investor everybody is full of shit yeah it's so annoying yeah it's stinky out there it yeah it reeks it reeks and it's always been like this whether, you know, 
it's in person, whether it's online, it just seems like everybody's just trying to show them their best self and they're not willing to be vulnerable. And sometimes it's more than their best self. Sometimes that they're, they're, tra- they're over exaggerating. Mm-hmm. They are, they are, um, they're talking about themselves in a way that makes that manipulates the way that you, your interpretation, their, your perception of them. So you, you may assume that they do more because of the way that they say things. You know what I mean? It's, it's just be yourself, be honest, be, be open to being vulnerable and people will appreciate that. I and so when I was getting started and I needed my own push, um, it was hard. I would walk into a very large room at that time. You know, it was, it was live events. The only live events really in our area were like the rain meetups, mm-hmm. which they don't do anymore. Um, and the biggest one would be like the acre weekend. Mm-hmm. Right. And there would be hundreds of investors there for all from, you know, Calgary and Edmonton area, sometimes other provinces. And I would look in the room and I, and I remember another investor cause I was talking to him about this. I was really struggling with yes. this. I'm like, I need someone on my level. I need someone on my level or slightly ahead of it to push me. Yeah. And he said, well, look in this room. Who here? And, Who and is he, it? Yeah. He, he, he's super chill, but he knew that he wasn't the guy. Yeah. And, and, and we're good buddies and, and that's totally cool. Um, he, he knew what he was and, and I knew what he was and, and yeah. that was good. But he said, look out in this room and tell me who in here would challenge you. Um, I said, honestly, no one. Cause they're all full of shit. Mm-hmm. And there was one individual who, who wasn't full of shit. And I, I, I tried, I, I ended up trying to work with him and then it just didn't work out um, yeah. a little too over the top. But um, when I think back about that moment, cause that was a pivotal moment for me. Yeah. Um, I realized that I had to be more of myself. I needed to be authentic. And then when we started the podcast uh, and I was really, I was, I was having a bit of a, weird um go back to like the imposter syndrome you know what i mean um when i was doing the interviews for years on the real estate investor dad podcast i didn't feel like myself and i didn't feel like this is something that i would get value from i felt like i was sounding like every other dumb podcast not providing any value a little gold nugget here and there um so you know i i i had to I, I talked to Gabby a lot about, I'm like, I really, really want to do like a live morning show every day. And I want to be myself so that I know that people are going to get the most value from this. This is what I wanted yeah. when I was getting started. Mm-hmm. This is what I needed, but I was struggling with it. So that's, that's kind of where it all stemmed from. Cause I, I think about when we, do, when we put content out like this, when we do our meetups, when we do workshops when we do master classes, when we do our mentorship program, it's all what I would have needed when I was getting started. And then also as well, we include what Gabby would have needed as well, because not everybody is on my path, right? Mm-hmm. Some people are on different paths and Gabby has a very unique path as well of what she needed as well. So we, it comes together very nicely and that's the, why we packaged everything the way that we did. That's why we've made changes over the years. We look and see what we're doing. Is it working? What could be done differently? What could be better? And we adapt. Yeah, Definitely. It's been good. I think that it's, um, yeah, it's like that also relatability piece. It's knowing that, you know, you and I are two very different people and, you know, how we approach things and, you know, like you wouldn't be able to tell people shit about paperwork and, and, you know, like the, the ins and outs of actual, like what needs to be done behind the scenes. And I wouldn't be able to tell you shit about going out and, 
locking down deals and you know that kind of stuff so i think there's also a little bit of um different knowledge that comes into play as well and expertise and you know seeing the different sides of that as well as you know how we work together Mm -hmm. so there's there's lots more value than just you know interviewing people about their you know interviewing the unicorns who have made it and their unique path that is unrelatable to anybody else's path. Like nobody can take the same path as that one person who found success doing this, this, and this, like, you know, you need to find your own way. And it's, it's more about just, you know, like we always talk about taking the action instead of trying to, you know, replicate somebody else's journey to success. Mm. So, yeah. And I think, I think we do a good job of, of that, of, of letting people know that it's your unique journey. It's your unique set of circumstances. It's your unique why and what you want that is going to determine your path. It's not about trying to, you know, copy somebody else who has found success when, um, you know, those are the types of people normally that you would interview, right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So. Back to what I was saying about um, the wholesaling business. I got a little off track there, but, uh, um, I've been saying for years that, that, that wholesaling is, is it, it, there's a huge gap in the market for that. I've, I've wanted to, I've tried a couple times. I've, I've made a few phone calls. I've made a few connections trying to even build my own just because I already have the resources and I already have the network. And I also have the know-how, the knowledge to, to, to do wholesaling and assignments, but it's just, I just don't have the time. I've tried, I've tried partnering up with a couple people, a few ambitious, you know, wholesalers to see if there's a way that, you know, what they can bring something to the table, which is time. And I can bring the resources, the, the knowledge and the, and the money. It just, it never, I've tried a few times. I've, I've allocated a few hours towards it, a few days. And then just like, it's, it's such a huge business that like, I can't, mm-hmm. I don't have the time to, to do, but like I've, 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 I've thrown out opportunities like this on the podcast a few times now. Um, and some people have jumped on it and some people haven't jumped on opportunities. This is one of those opportunities I would highly recommend if you're new to investing and you have, you've got some, you got some ambition and you, and you're full of resilience. I'd highly recommend, you know, taking that path. I think that's, it's something that can be, um, I think it could really change your life if you jump on it. But here's, again, here's what's going to happen. Um, another wholesaling company is going to come in. Um, five people from the show are going to do it and they're going to do it successfully. If you do not jump on it right away, it will go away. I said it now. It's out there. There's hundreds of people listening to this. There's hundreds more that are going to listen to this in months mm-hmm. from now. It will not last forever. Okay. Um, that goes with the the townhouse uh, burrs. That's pretty much gone now in Edmonton. It's coming gone. Yeah. It was an opportunity. Coming gone. I have not seen one townhouse come up on my real estate search since like November. Oh, really? None. None. That old search is dead. Interesting. Because the market went up. Yeah. Opportunities come and go, right? Um, another one, obviously, which all this stemmed from fix and flips, right? We were talking about wholesaling yeah. first and fix, no, fix and flips. I think that um, people are recognizing the opportunity for fix and flips. I think that people are not necessarily, the opportunity's always been there. These numbers, of, I actually think it would have been a lot easier to fix and flip before. Yeah. Um, but, um, I'm seeing a lot of interest in it. Like I said, I mentioned at the, at the rapid cash workshop. Um, so that's what, 
and, and I, and I realize this stuff. I told you I'm a, I'm a, I'm a solution provider. When I realize a demand for something or a gap in the markets, I put, I put a lot of energy towards that, mm -hmm. which is why all of our monthly meetups are at our fix and flip yeah. pro projects. Okay. We're, we're providing that, um, that resource for you guys to learn about that as well. We've got the, the fix and flip bus tour coming up yes, uh, June do. 4th. There's yeah. a reason for that. We could have just done another quick open house for two hours, but no, we went and order, went and booked buses and we, and we ordered, you know, I got catering for, for food and we booked uh, a picnic area to, for a huge networking event. Like it's way more than we really needed to, to way more time and energy than when we needed to put into it. But I knew that this is exactly what people need. And we're coming into the summer. This is a great opportunity to get a bunch of people together and to teach them all about fix and flips. Um, so if that's something you're interested in, register for the fix and flip bus tour before mm -hmm. it's, it's sold out again, opportunities come and go. Um, our next meetup is sold out the June one. There's still spots. Yeah. So there's time. So register if that's something you're interested in, bring your kids. Yes. We're doing it at a park. We got yeah. school buses. It's going to be fun for kids. Yeah. Our kids going to be there. I know many other kids are going to be there. Um, there's going to be pizza and there's going to be burgers and all that other stuff. And there'll be Frisbees at the park and playgrounds and that kind of stuff. So we're making it family friendly. Um, all of the, the, the flip projects are going to be safe. Uh, we'll make sure there's no nails hanging out or anything along those lines. Yeah. Um, and, and any of you who have been to any of our just like open houses, um, you can see that literally like our kids are all becoming friends. Like it's really cool because yeah. like the same kids are coming out to the same meetups and literally like they see each other and it's like, Oh my God. And then they just like run around all day. Mm -hmm. So it's really cool. Yeah. It's a really yeah. cool community that, that's being built as well around this. Yeah, um, absolutely. There's, there's, you know, a hundred regular investors that are coming out to these, yeah. these meetups. And, um, it's, it's a great little community. It's a great supportive community. You get to meet a lot of the people that you see on the show every morning. Um, highly recommend it. Yeah. I think I saw a question here earlier. Um, Jeremy asked about asbestos. We haven't run into asbestos yet. Mm -hmm. um, so that's a tough one. I can I can try and get you an answer though. Um, he asked how much does asbestos 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 asbestosis? How much does it cost to remediate? Is there someone in the city you would recommend to talk to? Again, we haven't we haven't run into it yet. Yeah. Um, we're not tearing out a whole heck of a lot of walls. Um, mostly just using pre-existing walls, um, and then finishing basements so that involves framing. So we haven't had a whole lot of exposed, um, insulation yeah. and uh, we not did, a lot of older properties. Yeah. Well, it's been, we did have to get, um, one tested it. Uh, there was a certain type of flooring. I can't remember that was in there, but, mm. um, it can it did come back negative, but our contractor dealt with it. So I, I have no clue who he used and, I know that uh, they came and took a sample and it took a few days and to come back, but I, I don't, I don't remember, but it sounds like Kathleen has a contact. So. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Perfect. And she said it depends on how much needs to be remediated. Mm -hmm. on, yeah. On what the cost and stuff would be. So hopefully Kathleen can hook you up with a good contact. I was looking to see if someone's on here because I wanted to call them out, <laughs> but they're not on this morning. Hmm. Mm, maybe I'll bug them tomorrow. <laughs> I see this individual on every morning and I got a question for them. Uh -huh. That's uh, that's not a big deal. So what is everybody okay. else working on? Talked about what we're working on. Yeah. You know, we got a demo. We actually, I, we got a kind of a little bit of an exciting week. 
Because we have, um, well, you, uh, appliances are being delivered to Corinthia today, which is awesome. So the whole kitchen package, washer, dryer, everything's going to be delivered. So we're going to have to store them for a bit because we're not quite ready for them. Yeah. Um, and carpet is being installed at Corinthia on Thursday. So that's going to be, yeah, that's going to be a, a big, a big uh, transformation piece there. It's always fun when carpet gets installed. Um, but also we are closing on Otwell next week, which means we are signing paperwork this week. So we yeah, have like we, we don't have uh, a time scheduled yet, but does that does that mean we have some tacos and transactions in our near future? Oh <laughs> hell yes! Yeah, Do I get tacos this week. <laughs> yeah, because we are um, we're utilizing um, Calvert yep. for this one, so they. If anybody's used them, they like to receive all the signed paperwork and insurance and everything um, three business days before closing, mm -hmm. which means I think we're closing like mid next or early next week. Yeah. So we need to get that paperwork in mid this week yeah. to, towards the end of this week. So yeah, got to play those timelines out carefully and make sure they get what they need. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's a, uh, yeah, a, a fun week. And then, yeah, I like, and then I have some boring to do stuff i need like um insurance requests utilities. and utility setup and yeah i need to book the cleaners for loyola and corinthia because those are coming up and so all that kind of fun stuff yeah but um i wasn't sure whether i was going to throw this out here or not because i know I, i'm probably going to individually reach out to a bunch of people <laughs> but through my discussions with um mentees in our mentorship program so our master's mentorship program through discussions with some of the mentees and also discussions at this past weekend at the rapid cash workshop um i found a lot of people that are interested in flips that are that have money and resources however they are struggling with taking that first step and mm -hmm. i and i know a bunch of you are on today live and i know a bunch of you are listening um, and what they're looking for from what I've been hearing is they're looking for someone that would help them do their first deal to kind of learn the ropes, someone who has experience with fix and flips, someone who, you know, has, um, who understands how to deal with trades, someone who understands how to find deals, et cetera, et cetera. And then I also have a bunch of people on the opposite as, as well, who, who don't necessarily have the resources, mm -hmm. um, but have extensive knowledge in fix and flips. They know how to find deals. They know, you know, what the, how to, how to figure out what the ARV is. They know how to manage contractors. So I see a bunch of people on both sides and I'm kind of in the middle of it. I'm trying to put these two puzzle pieces together as much as I can. Yeah. But if you are one of these people, if you're seriously, let's say one side, if you're seriously interested in flipping, but just in the Edmonton or Calgary area, but you're just a little too scared to take that first step because you don't know enough stuff and you want to partner with someone, reach out to me, send me a DM or, or email me at info at reimorningshow.com. Yeah. And just let me know. I know a bunch of people on both sides and I, I have no problem putting connecting. people together. Yeah. Connecting, connecting people. Yeah. I try and do it as much as I can. I try and do it. Um, I try and do it without any, um, personal motives. You know what I mean? I'm trying to make sure that I'm staying out of it. I'm trying not to help people because you know, they're, they're my, like I'm just, but I see a lot of people on both sides that really want to take action. Mm -hmm. 
And I'm like, oh, God, I should just put them with them. But then I'm also trying to stay away from it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Let them figure out how to find that person. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Come out to our networking events. If you just talk to enough people, you're going to, you're going to, you're going to eventually connect with them. But then they don't. And it's so frustrating. It's kind of like watching your two best friends and you know that they'd be perfect for each other. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? And you want to get them together and be like, oh, you should really go and ask them out. This is kind of how I feel right now. Um, And I want, I I can see people going together. So anyways, if that's, and I don't want to force people to do anything. I don't want to say, hey, go talk to this person. Because a lot of them I'm not working with either. Yeah. And this kind of comes back to this is this is a service um, and it's, it's something extra that I offer for people within our mentorship program. Yeah. Right? So I, I do this with our mentees all the time. If I can see, find a way to match them with someone, I will in order to get them further. So I need to kind of stay away. But anyways, if that's, I know it's so cryptic. If that is something that you're interested in, please reach out to me and let me know. Um, I have no problem introducing you to someone mm-hmm. um, that I think it can benefit you. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, I want everyone to take action. I want them to, you know what I mean? There's yeah. people right here that are just so close to taking action, but I, they're just, you know, they, they just don't have the ability to take that next step. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish there were more people on the more, I, like I'm, I'm watching the chat. I wish there were more people that would come in every morning and just be like, hey, I really want to fix and flip. But like, I just don't feel confident enough. Is there anyone else I can partner with? You know, they can take half the profits for this one. I just want to learn. Mm-hmm. I don't see enough of that. And it drives me bonkers. Yeah. It drives me bonkers. There's a resource right here as a platform we put out here. There is a Facebook group, Real Estate Investing Masters, that we put out. It is there specifically for you guys to connect. It just takes one little message or one little email. And I promise you, Years from now, months from now, you're going to look back and be like, remember when I wrote that email? That changed everything. That one little email. Those are those pivotal moments that talk about when, like when you're, when you're, when you're looking back and when you're looking, when you're, when you you got perspective, when you look back and you realize that moment right there was the moment that changed my life. Yeah. Well, and you can literally log in to Podbean every single morning that we have a show and say, good morning, everyone. I'm looking to do a fix and flip and have money, but need someone with experience Boom. and leave it there. <laughs> Boom. You never know what day somebody is going to see that who doesn't, you know, somebody who jumps on the show that doesn't normally or whatever. And one day somebody will see that and reach out to you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Hey, Gab, have you ever noticed that um, at the end of our podcast, and I don't know if you guys, maybe, maybe you click off real quickly um, when the podcast is over and you don't listen to the end credits. Have you ever noticed that the guy says, Interested in being a guest on the podcast? Email us at info at reimorningshow.com. Mm-hmm. Ask me, Gami, how many people have emailed us? None. Fucking zero. Zero. Just because you email us doesn't mean you're getting on the show. But the fact that zero have emailed us in how many months? Eight? Seven or eight? Since we've done the morning show? Eight, yeah. I just got a notification. 5,000 listeners since we joined Podbean. Nice. Wow. 5,000 listeners since we joined Podbean. Not one has asked. Mm-hmm. You little chicken shits. <laughs> Seriously. If I had an opportunity like that, 
just to come on and, t- and to tell everyone what I want, mm-hmm. what I need. To be able to be in front of five, like, had you done it on the day one, to be able to be in front of 5,000 listeners, to tell, you it, you have to tell people what it is that you want. Yeah. Otherwise, they don't know. Unless you tell people what it is you want, they will not know. Mm-hmm. You, you get what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, I do. <laughs> We put these resources out there for our listeners. This isn't this isn't for us. This is all free. This is all free. What I do it for is it makes me happy when people come up to me and say that, hey, that podcast that inspired me to do this and I did this. Thank you. Or hey, because I you know what I, I met someone at that meetup and they want to invest with me. Mm-hmm. We have heard that a couple of times. Yeah. Yeah but there should be significantly more of those stories. Yeah. Selfishly, I like hearing them. I like knowing that I contributed and helped someone. Yeah. That's just, you know, makes me feel good. And there's nothing wrong with that. I think it's, I think it's good to, to contribute and, and naturally it makes you feel good about it. I think it's, 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 a, it's, it's a necessity of life. You know, we all want to contribute and, and naturally we want to be thanked for contribution. Um, but as long as you're contributing more than you're being thanked, I think it's a fair, yeah. <laughs> right. Don't walk around, you know, holding open doors and then get mad when no one says thank you. Okay. <laughs> Even though it is frustrating sometimes, as long as you're putting out more than what you're receiving, then then it's, it's a fair trade. Um, yeah, I just, I really, I shouldn't have to say these things, but I, I, you know, sometimes people need a little kick in the ass, a little reminder that these things are here. And there are resources that I did not have when I was starting. Yeah. Right. Definitely. Remember when I walked into that acre room and and my buddy asked me who in here would challenge you? That was my options right there. That that was my resources at that particular time. I had to look around a room of 50 tables and try and figure out which of these people. And then I had to go and approach them, which is what I ended up doing. Mm -hmm. Right. There are a lot more resources right now that you can take advantage of that are free, free. Now, if for some reason you cannot, you can't do it on your own and you just, I don't know, you just, for some reason you, you can't step outside of your comfort zone to do that, then join the mentorship program and I'll, and I'll kick your ass personally in that direction. That is what the mentorship, the master's mentorship program is for. If for some reason you cannot do it yourself, you cannot find that person, you're not willing to put yourself out there, then I will kick your ass into the room where they are and I'll tell you who to go talk to. Um, that's what that's for. Um, okay. You want to check the comments there? <laughs> uh, Jared says, join the mentorship group. <laughs> How many times have I kicked your ass, Jared? <clears throat> oh, Jared's ass has been Jared's kicked ass around. Is black and blue. Yeah. But he, he, I, I don't, I don't want to make this all like weird and kinky. I was going to say he Go thrives ahead. on Go it. Go ahead, make it weird and kinky. What's that? <laughs> he thrives on it. Oh, yeah, like he likes he, it. He, he kind of looks back over his shoulder and kind of smiles. <laughs> okay, don't, you. don't. <laughs> but weird, he takes but... it as fuel. Yeah. He literally, like, 
takes it as fuel and goes and like destroys stuff. Yes. And it's not, it's not, I, I'm not literally pushing him to do every single action. He, he goes out and he does yeah. significantly more. Afterwards. More. Yeah. But we all need a kick in the ass. Absolutely. We all do. Even myself, I'm full of, you know, piss and jet fuel. And some days, like I, I was, I was, I too was in that room and I too was, was struggling with trying to find someone to push me to the next level. Yeah. And I found someone to push me to the next level and I built one of the biggest businesses that I will ever build. Yeah. Do you remember what I accomplished after that little bit of coaching? I do. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. I needed to, to surround myself with bigger people. Absolutely. You shouldn't be the smartest person in the room. That was the struggle. That was the struggle was that I was, I was, it's easier when Gabby says it, but like when I would walk into a room and, and this, this is ego slightly, but just please take it for what it is. Um, when I walk into a room and know that I'm the smartest person in the room, it kind of feels cool. Makes you feel, makes you feel cool. But it doesn't. Push but you're me. not growing. I'm yeah. not growing. Yeah. And you know, it it is what it is. Everybody's at different stages. Some people want more, and some people want are are satisfied, and that's totally cool. But I needed to be around more people that were full of jet fuel that wanted more. Yeah. And that there were, I needed people to compete with as well as a competitor. Mm-hmm. As an entrepreneur, we're just naturally like we're very competitive. We want to be the best. We want to be the biggest, which is totally fine. It's it's healthy. It's, I make, I make sure I maintain a healthy drive. It's not unhealthy. There was no one else at that level. And when you got no one to compete with, that's when you, it's like the, you know, the battle's over. Yeah. But you also have to be willing to, um, to be vulnerable and to learn from those people as well. Right. Coachable. Yeah. Coachable. You can't, it can't just be about like, yes, competition is, is great, but it can't just be competition. It needs to be that you're willing to open up and say, how can I improve this? What, where can I go from here? What are your ideas? Um, you know, to be able to, to take advice from those people Mm -hmm. and not have it as like an egotistical block where. Okay. Don't use ego. Ego is a negative word. You know, I don't like that. <laughs> it's not ego. Ego is, not is ego thing. is ego is also confidence, which yeah. confidence is essential. In, my ego is yeah. my superpower. Absolutely. Yeah. Just just use it for good, not for bad. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I guess the point I was making is that great power, great responsibility, <laughs> Gab. Yeah, is that it can't just be about competing. It has to be about being able to be vulnerable with those people that you are essentially in competition with. Yes. And make sure that you contribute. Yeah. Make sure yes. that you remember where it was that you came from and you helped the people along the way that were in your exact same spot. Yes. Which is how I maintain a healthy balance. Yes, absolutely. Which goes back to like what I was saying earlier in the show about like the wholesaling business. I wanted to dominate the wholesaling sector. Mm-hmm. No one's doing it. I'm going to dominate it. You know what I mean? The drive to want to do something like that. I, I wish I had more time. I just, I don't because it takes away from my other commitments. Mm-hmm. So I had to make the decision, yay or nay. And I had to go with the other one, which I already committed to, which is much more profitable and, 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 and better. But, um, I, I tried allocating a few hours and a little bit of energy into it just to see if I can find the right people to partner with, to see if I can inspire them to do, to fill that void 
or to fill those resources that I don't have. That That's one example where I'm open to a partnership because I don't have the time to do it. Mm-hmm. Rarely do I partner mm-hmm. unless I need to. So, but that's, that's what I mean. Like that's, that's one of those things that like I see an opportunity in the wholesaling sector. I'm like, I'm going to dominate that. No one's doing it. I'm going to take it. I'm going to be the best. Yeah. Right. And I, that's, um, same thing with the, with our financing business. No one's doing it. And they say they can't be figured out. When someone told me that people have tried for decades and it could not, and they, they, and no one was able to figure it out. That just lit a fire. Drives you. Yep. I went three years figuring that shit out yeah. and I figured it out and I dominated the sector. Yeah. Right. That's, that's the jet fuel that you need. Um, if you want to get to this level. If that resonates with you, if any of that makes sense to you, listen to what I said earlier about all the resources that are available right here that we put out there and utilize them like today, like right now. If that's not you, that's like, I, I'm, I'm speaking to the people. I'm speaking to the people, uh, to the people who, who, who relate to me at this particular moment. Yeah. If that is you, I explained everything that you need to know this in this podcast episode. I'm speaking to you today mm-hmm. for everyone else. It'll, it'll be a, a nice motivation, right? Yeah. And I hope that you take some action as well. It just, you know, make sure that you understand yourself and make sure you understand your own personal journey and what you're doing, right? That, that is not everyone and it shouldn't be everyone. Um, but I hope that, I hope that just kind of shines a light on, 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 on all in all, it shines a light on, on the, the resources that we put out there and that they are there. And sometimes I don't talk about them. Sometimes we just kind of put them out there and just to see who takes them. They are all here. Yeah. Everything that you need. Free and paid. Yeah. Accordingly. Um, if it's okay, if it's okay, if I shift here, Wayne, sure. I just noticed because, okay. And it's just a silly comment, but I just noticed, um, so after rapid cash and like meeting a bunch of people and, you know, like not knowing who they were and then them telling that they listened to the show, I'm wondering because, um, Rob Stewart just joined um, in a couple minutes ago. And I'm wondering if that's the Rob that I was sitting with at my table. Yep. Yep. <laughs> oh, okay. Yep. Yeah. So it's cool now to look back and see names um, coming in and <laughs> yeah, Rob Stewart, not Rod Stewart. <laughs> that I'm sure he's gotten that a million yeah. times. And I didn't, I didn't, I didn't need you to didn't put go any, there. I didn't need to say that at all. Cause he's heard it enough times. <laughs> yeah. I, I misspoke a couple times. I don't know if you noticed. Yeah. Oh, and Liam says that's perfect. I was trying to find him on Facebook. There you go. <laughs> yeah. So, and, and yes, Liam, like everyone that you met, add them. They're now part of your network. Add them to Facebook, find them online. Yeah. So awesome, Rob. Nice to see you here. I uh, know who you are now. <laughs> how are Jeremy and Jared together this morning? Uh, I'm guessing Jeremy is in Calgary and got Jared off of his comfy bed and into a coffee shop <laughs> well, something had to get jared out of bed yeah <laughs> Sorry, buddy. um that's awesome that's awesome i see jeremy connecting with so many people he's yeah jeremy's Networking. got it jeremy's got to connect with jeremy's he's got the right attitude yeah it's awesome what else we got in the comments oh, 
haven't been following too closely today because my phone's on low battery, so it just keeps closing. Oh, I see. Yeah. Josh was thinking about the Leduc flip. What's that all about? I don't know. Right before that, it says I'm going to be a guest. Oh, maybe about you saying nobody's requested to be a guest on the podcast. Oh. Not even the guy from Oman. Wilson. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. Um, okay, I am way behind in the comments, so I'll let you catch up. Okay. Well, um, Jeremy says that um, t- going over properties with Jared this morning, looking at another few flip properties tomorrow, renegotiating my current flip property as there were some things that noticed on the inspection, and then heading back to school tomorrow. <clears throat> oh, is school in Calgary? I don't know. Must be... Uh... Must be in Calgary then. Jared says competition courses through my veins. It's good. A nice, healthy, healthy amount of competition is uh, competitiveness is good. It keeps it keeps you it keeps you pushing for more. Jared closed a wholesale yesterday. Is that what his little Instagram story was about? I don't. Oh yeah, he's a closer. I I had a feeling I was going to message him, but. Um, that's fantastic whoop, news. Whoop. That's Good job, fantastic Jared. news. Um, what sound bite do we give him? Woohoo! <laughs> Woohoo! All right, that'll do. <laughs> I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready. Congratulations, Jared. Yeah. Uh, feel free to tell us about it if you want. We're listening. Or send me a text. <laughs> Uh, Je- uh, Jeremy's school is in Vancouver. Mm. Are you like making your way there or what's going on? Why are you in Calgary? Long way. I think you took the wrong road. <laughs> it's west, not south. <laughs> oh boy. It's, it happens. Um, okay. P- uh, Patrick D has a question. I was wondering your thoughts on our upcoming duplex conversion. My JV partner is wondering if we should just create an in-law suite versus a legal duplex. I'm very firm in wanting to get permits, etc. What do you think? I hate joint venture partners. Yes, Patrick. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yes, you like if you're renovating to put in a suite, do it right. Partner's probably just trying to save a couple bucks. Yeah, don't try to save a couple bucks. If you're opening stuff up and putting stuff in and all that kind of stuff, do it right. I mean, like, I could maybe understand if you were, you know, picking something up that was already in place and, oh, shoot, it doesn't have the permits and it's so it's not legal. Eh, you know, like, okay, maybe you hope to legalize it in a year or something because just the funds aren't quite there right now. I can understand that, yeah. but no, don't, don't do that. Uh, also, so Gab's looking at it from a, um, a safety perspective. Yes. Um, I'm look, I will add in my, my side. Um, another perspective would be the, um, the financial perspective. So, Yes, you're saving money on the renovation, but just keep in mind that a legal permitted suite house with a suite is worth significantly more than a house with an in-law suite or a non-permitted suite. So 
if you're going to be renovating it anyway, spend a little extra to get the whatever the requirements are in your province or city um, to get it done properly with the sticker, with the permit, because your house will be worth significantly more. Yes. Yeah. It'll be, and especially like if you're doing a burr and hoping to get some like refinance and get some money out, mm -hmm. you're going to have a way better chance at getting the most out of it um, if you do that. Um, and, and I don't know your market for, for certain. Um, I don't know what the comps are and all that other stuff, but just generally speaking, um, that is our general answer towards that. Um, uh, so, um, a couple comments here from some of the listeners, Ryan says banks will also much prefer legal for lending. Mm -hmm. And Wilson says insurance also becomes a little complicated when making a claim with a non-compliant basement. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's, there's tons, like we could talk for hours about, you know, all the things to consider about an illegal suite. But at the end of the day, I think that the safety aspect should be numero uno, and, you know, providing a safe space for somebody to live. Um, not to mention, you know, if there was a fire and someone died, like you would be w held responsible for their death. Yeah. Because you rented out an illegal suite that wasn't safe for them to be able to get out of. Re possibly regardless of whether there was a proper window and a proper fire safety. Like if you went all the way and like had it, in legal condition, but didn't get the permits. It doesn't matter if it wasn't permitted and somebody didn't get out for whatever reason. Liable. You're liable. Yeah. So. Yeah. Don't do it. Um, Not it. I will end on this today. Um, multiple people have reached out to me, and one person reached out to me specifically just this past weekend about a podcast we did in the past. Oh, fuck! I don't even. I don't even know how to talk about this. I just thought I had two minutes and I can quickly talk about it. Um, there was some confusion about joint ventures and the, the proper way to do them and the legalities and mortgage lenders and stuff like that. And there was a specific reason why I worded it a specific way. Um, if you remember the podcast or you listen to it, again, uh, enough people have reached out to me now that I need to kind of address it. They were asking about the legalities and the requirements of um, joint venture partners and mortgage lending. How do I word it? Um, the requirements of uh, letting the bank know if there are any third party interests in the property. So say, for example, when you do a standard joint venture, and your joint venture partner is the one bringing the down payment money and the, the mortgage qualification. And you are coming in as the expert. Most banks, lenders require them to, um, what's the word? Disclose. Disclose. Thank you. Disclose whether there is a third party interest. Anyone has a, does anyone else have a beneficial interest in this property? It is a huge, huge gray area that not a lot of people like to talk about. There is what, because there's what people do and there's what's right. So there is a, a real, there's a reason why I tiptoed around that when those questions were being asked, because I'm just making sure that I'm covering my own ass. Mm -hmm. I don't want to say, well, this is how most people do it, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I want to make sure that everyone has the proper information and you made the decision 
on your own with the information that is provided. Just do your critical thinking and you weigh your risks and you uh, listen to the information and you proceed as you feel comfortable. Um, the everybody else is doing it approach um, is never good, but but it is what it is. So in the event that uh, your joint venture partner um, is qualifying for a mortgage, um, if there is an existing contract in place, an existing agreement, you are required, um, your joint venture partner is required to disclose that you have a beneficial interest in this property. Mm -hmm. um, the gray area is if there is no contract in place, then Prior it's no big deal. Signing. What it comes down to is intent. That's that's where the gray area is. The intent is is it's a funny one in our industry. Um, anytime you're signing a document and, and they're asking you to prove your intent, um, your intent is between you and God, right? It's in your head. What you plan to do is in your own head, and and you and God are the only ones that know about it. There's no proving otherwise. Um, so just just know that that is my stance on it, that everyone should know what they are required to do. Everyone should know um, what everybody else does and everyone should know the rules and how you choose to proceed is entirely up to you. But you cannot say that I got the information from Wayne and Gabby. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Uh, one other interesting thing that I learned over the weekend um, is that there's an investor in a lovely investor in Calgary who um, was speaking about how on several occasions um, when that was asked at the mortgage signing, um, the bank didn't care. Yes, there is somebody else with a beneficial interest. We have a joint venture yeah. in place and the bank said, okay, great. Thanks. And, and carried on. So it does, it does, you know, when the question was asked, are there, have you noticed that there's certain banks that are okay with it and certain ones that aren't and, um, and his response was not really. Um, so it's just a matter of, you know, sometimes banks care and sometimes they don't. It can depend on the underwriter. It can, yeah. So just. They want to know who's involved. Yeah. Naturally. Who are they lending to? Yeah. Right. Um, where's the money coming from? That kind of stuff. Yeah. It's not so much about um, they want to see both people on mortgages. It's more yeah. so about like. We want to know if we're investing our funds into this for you, then where, where's the money going and who's involved? Yeah. Naturally. Sometimes that comes with like requirements for anti-money laundering, right? Yeah. The, what scares people and the, the reason why this is an issue, I'll end on this. The reason why this is an issue is because um, when the topic of discussion or the discussion comes up about how many mortgages can I get? If you are co-signing on your mortgages with your joint venture partners, it actually really fucking sucks. Um, even though you're only half, that still counts as a mortgage on your name. Yeah. And you can only get so many mortgages. Mm -hmm. Here's the other bad side of it. If you were to co-sign with your joint venture partner when they're supposed to be bringing the money and the financing, you co-sign, it comes up on your record. Let's call it a record. It goes on your record as you have a mortgage. It goes on your credit file, yeah. right? When you go and buy another property on your own, 
for some weird reason, I don't know why they structure it this way, but for some weird reason, when you have to go in debt service that previous property, which is normal, you debt service it, they do not include all of the rent. They only in let you use half of the rent because you are a half partner, mm -hmm. but they make you debt service the full amount. Yeah. And I'm guessing it's it might, so it might vary from bank to bank, but yeah, in our experience. <laughs> from what I hear at most banks, yeah, they make you debt service the full amount. So you have to service all of the mortgage payment, property taxes, heating and utilities, et cetera. Mm -hmm. But they'll only allow you to use half of the rent that's coming in to debt service it, mm -hmm. which fucks up your debt servicing ratio when you try and get more properties. Mm -hmm. It actually puts you in a worse situation, significantly worse. You're not going to get many more properties unless you're making a lot of money. Mm -hmm. So that's why it becomes such an issue. That's why people don't disclose it because the way that it's set up is, is not favorable to the investor. But we wanted to, to explain all of that thoroughly so that now you have all of the information of why, you know, people don't do it and where are the gray areas and what you are responsible for. Leave cool. it at that. Yeah. Cool. Um, have an awesome Tuesday, you guys. What's that? I said, have an awesome Tuesday, you guys. Oh, okay. <laughs> we'll see you guys tomorrow morning. Thanks for listening to the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Interested in being a guest on the show? Send us an email to info at reimorningshow.com.